Hi, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Revelation Wellness Podcast. I am thrilled to have some time again with my friend Jess Conley. You guys know her. You follow her. You tell me how much you loved our last uh, interview podcast that we did about her marathon. And if you were listening, if you listen to that podcast, um, I'll find the number too for that and put it in the show notes. Uh, but she talked about her marathon that she ran and what that was like for her. So if you're thinking about running a marathon, highly encourage you to listen to that podcast. She gives such great insight into what God did and how that whole experience worked out for her. But during that podcast, she, she mentioned this book that she was going to be launching soon called Dance, Stand, Run. And I my ears perked up because it is talking about the, the concept of holiness, this idea of holiness. And y'all, you know, when we hear that word, There's a general recoil that happens. Holiness, like who are we to say? Who who is she to say? But she does a wonderful job in the book. The minute she even told me about it, I got it, I've read it. I I cannot, um, gosh, she does such a great job. I just cannot recommend it enough. So if you've been a follower, you're gonna love, or follow of this podcast, you're gonna love the book. And it's going to challenge you in all the right ways, in all the healthy and whole ways ways. So today she talks about the why of this book, kind of the the journey she's been on um, since the book has come out, this uh, real (laughs) weightiness of holiness. Also, she talks a little bit about what it is when we choose to burn our house down instead of move into a new land. She gets really honest, you guys, with her own vulnerabilities, the things that she still has that's costing her for holiness, and even how she what she does to move forward when she does find herself compromising and giving room to the enemy in her mind. So, so many other good things. I don't want to keep talking on about how great it is. Just listen and be blessed. And before you go, don't forget coming up, if you want to grow in your own wholeness, which is really just another word for holiness, we really would love to see you in our training starting number platoon 20, starting in mid-February. I know with the holidays coming, uh, it can get busy, but I want to keep this in your forefront of your mind. Literally, if you've never taught a class, it doesn't matter. It's not about the fitness. You saw the video. You've seen it going around. It really isn't about the fitness. But are you ready? Are you ready to get healthy and whole and free? Living the full life. If so, download a packet. It's in the show notes. I'd love to do deep life with you and disciple making with you. Growing you up in the totality of God's love for you. I'm growing too. What do you say we grow together? Ooh, one more thing before you go. Two days from today, clean hearting signups open. I know you're in the Christmas hubbub right now and we're probably getting ready to like, you know, cut back on some of the indulgent things in our in our nourishment and food going in. So clean hearting is gonna be our 30 day faith then food and fitness challenge so we're going to talk holistically but we are taking back clean eating we call it clean hearty because it has more to do with cleaning out our hearts our souls and our minds then we find out what are we doing with our food what are we how are we seeing our bodies how are we seeing everything else let's go to the inmost place first and clean that out so we will talk clean eating. If you're a clean eating fan or you've done it before, you've done the whole 30, you've done you've done you've done it all. This really is not a one size fits all. This is gonna be you hearing from God about what clean, what it looks like to eat healthy, whole, and well. Clean eating is his idea, by the way, you guys. So we're just gonna take it back. This has always been his idea to eat well and what uh, foods he's given us. So we'll do that for 30 days. There'll be a workout calendar. There'll be uh, menus, recipes. I'm literally, you really don't have to think about anything else for 30 days. Just commit. Any donation amount gets you in this challenge. The signups open on Wednesday, so the 20th of December. They will close on January 5th, the Friday before we start on the 8th. So don't miss. This is our time. You know, we do a couple fitness challenges a year, a couple things where we talk food and fitness, but mostly we get after the heart. We want to get you whole and well for 2018. So um, I'll put a show note here. Uh, Really, if you've followed us, if you've done the seven-day detox, you are going to get an email Wednesday morning um, and head over. Don't delay. Donate. People that wait 
rip themselves off. It is proven people that sign up and have waiting time are more likely to enjoy the process than those who drag and drag and drag and rush and sign up at the last minute. Don't do that to yourself. You guys are way too smart for that. So sign up on Wednesday and we will get going in the new year. You guys, Merry Christmas. I will be talking to you next week on Christmas. I have a little surprise for you. But for now, enjoy this interview with Jesse Conley. Peace. Hi, Jess. Welcome back to this. It's always so weird. It's just friends hanging out. So I'm like, back, welcome back to my show, whatever that's it, whatever that is. <laughs> I want to be on the Elisa show. Listen, if, that, if that's what this is, I'm in. Oh, well, it's a three-ring circus. Character. It's a three-ring circus. So just grab your, grab your plates and start spinning around it. here. I love it. So oh, good. I'm so happy, though. I know last time we talked, uh, first of all, one of your podcast interview with people loved. It's still one of the highest listened to podcasts. People want to hear what you have to say. But not just that, but you were talking about your marathon running it was honest. It was not everything you'd hoped it would be. And yeah. I, and then I knew you were also running into this season of now this next book. Um, yeah. That is crazy good. Dance stand run, you guys. I'm sure you have heard Jess maybe in some other places talking about. But you kind of sneak peeked a little bit about this book um, when we were yeah. talking last. And I knew. I'm like, yeah. oh, we are going to talk about that because that this subject that you're hitting on which is holiness, um, yeah. is not the most um, well-traveled <laughs> road to talk about. So why don't we jump in and tell people, because I love how this, I love when someone is re- redirected by the Lord, that's when I want to listen. Like, oh, they didn't want yeah. to do this. The, no, God, this yeah. you got the wrong girl. So tell us a little yeah. bit about the book and how, what was the why or the impetus behind it? Absolutely. Um well, my first book was Wild and Free, which was so fun to write. Who doesn't want to explore our very wild, free identities in Jesus? And so um, the second book that I was slated to write was going to be about not having a filter, about being honest with the Lord and honest with people. Also a fun book to write, yeah. um, something that like comes natural. Um, and I was in the midst of launching Wild and Free, Um, and my, our life is interesting in that, you know, I do a lot of like online public stuff and I also do a lot of like in-person private stuff that no one sees. And so, um, my husband and I lead our church here in Charleston and, um, I just saw this like really massive tension point hitting between, um, public and private happening. And Mm. I noticed that Mm. I was dealing with a lot of fear and shame, um, as my like public book launch was intersecting with the private. Um, and I was dealing with a lot of like stuffing and hiding and fear and not really wanting people to see me. Um, and Mm. I just couldn't reconcile like what was happening. Why is this happening? Why am I feeling this? Why am I, um, why am I fearful of speaking at my women's ministry when I'm not fearful about speaking to thousands of women, you know, in another city. Yeah. And, and for me, the answer to the question was holiness. It's because I've hidden my relationship with holiness, um, which then made me realize I also have not addressed how I, how and where I intersect with God's holiness. Yeah. Um, and so there's this massive whole, whole like cornerstone of my faith that I don't explore. Um, so I, I thought like, well, I'll explore that. Um, I certainly won't write about it. (laughs) I don't want to talk to anyone else about it. Yeah. Um, I don't, I, that does not, that doesn't sell well. And it also Mm. um, isn't fun Mm. because Mm. I think if we go the way of the cross, if we go the way of Jesus, it's going to be like not sexy to talk about. And also it's going to be humiliating (laughs) because we aren't perfect, you know? So I I knew going into it, I'm going to be talking about, here's how I don't agree with, here's how I don't agree with my life with who God's called me to be. And I'll go first and say those things. So yeah, for whatever reason, the Lord just wouldn't leave me alone about it. And I listened to him 
you know, kind of begrudgingly. And my publisher did too, which isn't something they typically do. I mean, my publisher is great and in general publishers are great, yeah. but they don't, if they, if you go in saying, I don't think this is going to sell really well. Right. And, um, it's going to be a lot, it's going to be super raw and no one's talking about it. They're no like, joke. Oh, well, absolutely. Yeah. Let's invest in that. <laughs> That's a gold mine. Yeah. But they did. They just went with it. They were like, you need to be obedient. Thank so, God. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm really thankful. Um, and it was a really painful book to write. There's okay. just no getting around it. Okay, so um, tell me, tell me, what has the reception been to it? What do you feel? You're like, how long has it been? Like a month now, maybe that the book's it's been, been about a, maybe a month, a little over a month. Yeah. What, what do you feel? What's um, it been like? Okay, I, I, I feel like the Lord told me exactly how it was going to go, and it's gone exactly that way. Really? Which, don't you love it when that happens? Yeah. Like He just told me, like this yes. is what it's going to look like. Yeah, I was just studying was today, actually, studying today in the Word, like how when He tells the disciples, "I'm going away in a little while, you won't see me, and then you'll see me again." Like He tells them exactly in their sweet hearts. Very nice. Still, He is so very nice on the big things. Like when He knows it's going to be a tender yeah. thing, He'll tell you. So, so what did He say? Yeah, I was running. Which she'll appreciate. Yeah, I was I was literally running one day in like maybe September, and I just was like, "Hey, I need marching orders. Like, you tell me, like, yeah. what do, what should I be expecting? What should I be asking for?" Um, and I was running, and my friend was like going a little bit faster than me. And actually, on this particular run, Nick, my husband, has started running, um, and he is not a runner. I mean, he is, but he isn't. Um, he's never run. Actually, that's not true. So when we started dating, it was training for a marathon uh-huh. and he quit like in the middle of us dating, which I never really understood why, I guess like, cause we were like hanging out and going on dates. He didn't have time to run anymore. Um, but he hasn't run since then. So he decided I'm going to run this half marathon with you. Um, and we, I'm training with these friends, Nick's there and everyone is faster than me on this run, which is not super, um, like abnormal. I'm, <laughs> I'm a slower runner, okay. but it was really humbling because it's like Nick's third run and he's running like five miles and super fast. Yeah. And I was behind everyone and I wanted to quit. I was like, it's not really fun if you're not with everyone. Mm. It's not like as fun to run alone. I've always run with people. Mm-hmm. And I felt the Lord say, like, this is what it's going to be like. You're, you're going to be behind everybody and you're going to, you're going to be a little alone, mm. but it's going to be good. And you're going to be running and like, it's, it's just going to be the run that matters. And so I think I knew from the get go, like, um, the book is not going to do like, it's not going to be on the New York times bestseller list. Like mm-hmm. I, I knew going in there. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew like, this isn't the book people want to buy. It's not what you, you want to buy. Oh my God. And Can I didn't I... want to trick people. Go ahead. <laughs> you know, I didn't want to trick people into it. Amen. Um, so I wanted them to know what they were getting into, but thankfully I will tell you that I felt like in that, those quiet moments with him, when he and I talked, I was like, but it's a good book. It is a great like, book. I, All right. I, I just got to interject now because there is a legion behind me of people, at least in this Revelation Wellness community. They're the ones that feel called to the hard and the holy because it is a death to self. This this holiness thing, it will cost you. Um, the love of God, bur- I've been saying this a lot, the love of God loves the hell out of us. There's, there's stuff in us. There's impurity in us. There's stinking thinking. There's circling the drain. There's just things that we do that in order for us to contain the holiness, the wholeness, the goodness of God, it costs. And I get, I, th- I guess I get this privilege and yet still kind of unpopular place of moving people's bodies um, that often have either obsessed or neglected about their bodies, right? They've fallen into two pits where they've made it about something that isn't isn't eternal. And so they're now turning their ears to something that is eternal, but they realize the cost of, it costs me everything. It, it will cost us almost, it costs. And that's what I've always loved about you, Jess, is that you have been a woman who just goes, I'm all in. I'm all in. And if you find me other all in people, I go, I'm in. What are you doing? Okay, I'm in all in because it's not an easy or popular place to be. But I'm just saying that this book, if anyone, you have been listening to Revelation Wallace, you're doing the podcast, you're doing Revving the Word, you're growing in wholeness, 
which really is holiness, this is the yeah. book for you. That's why when you peaked, kind of talked about this back in our marathon conversation, I was like, oh my gosh, you are writing the book that needs to be written for such a time as this. And you're right, Jess, that even though it's not being received or whatever you think, like everyone's like, yeah, because who wants to jump into the fire? Like who wants to, right? <laughs> right? Like who wants that? But we also know it's the book yeah. we need. It's the book we need. Yeah. And it will build over, I just believe it's a, an underground groundswell. You can't see it yet. Like the seeds are being planted. People are going to come to this and want it. And as long as they're following Revelation Wellness, we're going all in holiness at whatever cost. So Love it. I'm just so proud of you. Yeah. I just have said it a million times over. I cannot be more proud of you. I know how much it's cost you, how hard you've like blood, sweat, tears, cramps, <laughs> all yeah. of it and just kept going. Yeah. So in yeah. The, the midst of it now in the season you're in with this book, like what do you what do you think still becomes for people, maybe a roadblock? Let's actually let me ask you this question. You you shared in the book the story of like Easter Sunday at your church and mm-hmm. right this like really wanting a move of the spirit and really like that's such a pure heart, a pure desire of asking of the Lord, like come and yeah. do what you're going to do. And then this honest moment of of that kind of the thud of the reality of why not God? Why isn't it happening in what he tells you? So can you kind of replay yeah. that for people? Just tell that story in the book. Because from that moment you told that story, I was like, it feels like that's the church today. We're saying, we want this. We want this. Come. And yet we go, wait, it's so quiet. Why is nothing happening? Yeah, absolutely. Um, that's that's absolutely where it started for me. My husband and I sat in the back of our church on Easter Sunday. We had prayed. We had fasted. We were like ready for revival. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it didn't happen. And we, and it was a really bad Sunday. And we saw someone on watching ESPN on their phone. Oh, it was like, oh, oh. this is bad. This is bad. This is real bad. <laughs> Nick looked at me and he was like, this is pretty bad, isn't it? I was like, babe, it's so bad. Mm. Uh, but we didn't think it was our fault. We just were like, God, you've just given us this hard people. And so yeah. um, went home, you know like ready to like not own any of it. And the next morning actually was reading, I don't unpack all this in the book, but I was catching up on my like Lent Bible reading plan. Cause it was Easter. I was catching up on my Lent Bible reading plan. And I talk a ton in the book about John the Baptist. Yeah. Um, and I was reading a little bit about John the Baptist. And for the first time ever, I noticed like, um, just a lot of like almost conditional things about his life. Mm. Right. So like he's going to abstain from alcohol and he's going to be full of the Holy Spirit. And mm. like all of a sudden I was like, wait, hold up. Hold mm. up. Why? Why? Is that necessary? Is that necessary? Yeah. Right. I just wanted to, I like started digging and I started, I just was like all of a sudden, like very interested in like these different conditional forms of like, I don't, I don't know, like our righteousness and our, how close we are. And I just was like, all of a sudden, like it was like this floodgate opened in my heart Mm. of things I had, I had stopped thinking about for a long time. Mm. Um, and so I said like, Hey, is some of this my fault? Like, is this on me? Mm -hmm. Like really expecting the Lord to be like, no baby, you did good. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you, you, you're perfect. Um, and he brought to mind three conversations that I had had on Easter. Um, about the TV show, <laughs> Pretty Little Liars. Um, and just set, show me one face after the other, after the other of these three women that I had intentionally brought up the conversation. Hey, have you seen the TV show, Pretty Little Liars? Is this, have you ever seen it? It's crazy. It's so silly. It's really funny. I've just started watching it on Netflix. You should watch it. It's so funny. And like, I, now everybody feels really tender about talking about TV around me, but I'm like, the, the point is yeah. for me is that like, I, I, that is not actually where my heart lives. Like yeah. my heart doesn't live in pretty little liars. My heart lives in like revival. Yes. When I'm having a conversation with you, I'm actually thinking about like, how's your husband? How's your marriage? Yeah. What's happening? Yeah. Like, do you know how mighty you are? I see all these gifts in you. We've yeah. never talked about those things. How about your neighbor? Do you know that she doesn't know Jesus? I could help you 
like yeah. tell her about Jesus. But I'm asking you about reality TV because, or like not even reality TV, just dumb kid TV. Right. Because I, I don't, I like don't know what to do with myself and I'm, I, it's easier for me to hide my holiness. And so, mm. um, Hmm. it's interesting like hmm. I you didn't ask this but I, I'd love to segue into it like yeah what I feel like God's where I'm where I'm at with this still conversation like still praying through it um is about a month ago maybe less than that it's been maybe a few weeks Nick um kept encouraging Nick my husband kept encouraging our leadership team to listen to this sermon are you an Erwin McManus fan have you ever read any of his no stuff? but I will be okay what's it what's you his name Erwin McManus. Okay. He's a pastor of Mosaic in California, Mosaic okay. Church in California. You'll you'll get down with some Erwin McManus. Okay. Um, so he has this whole sermon series that just came out. I would encourage everybody to go listen to it. It's called like the Last Arrow. Um, it's a this one in particular sermon is about Elijah and Elisha and um, when Elisha is going to go follow Elijah and how he basically has to burn his whole life up. Um, and he's talking about like leaving your past to step into your next and leaving your past to step into your next. And um, really the whole point of the sermon is like everybody talks about like leaving what's behind to go to what's next. And they talk about leaving what beh- what's behind as if it's like small and insignificant. So you can step into this great plan God has for you. Mm. Um, but that a lot of times leaving what's behind is sometimes leaving what looks good to the world to step into like what's holy and right Woo. and God's call on your life, yeah. which is very much the season I find myself in. Wow. So, um, you know, and I think it's the tug I've been feeling and, and you've probably like watched me like wrestle with the last few years, like leaving even like, what does it look like for me to still write books and still travel to speak to women, but really say that like what gets my heart is these 150 people in my city, you yeah. know, that isn't really yeah. all that like, sexy or beautiful or like it's it's you don't people don't know about our church like a lot of times people will come visit our church because they think it's a thing and then they realize like oh oh it's it's an elementary school yeah I'm like yeah yeah it's like it's it's like you know start it's ground beautiful yeah yeah but it's ground floor for sure and so um I'm like resonating with this sermon like yes god I, I I needed to hear this is such an encouragement um and this is what he says at the end. He's he's preaching. He's preaching. Nick has listened to the sermon five times at okay. this point and just keeps saying, like, just God God wants you to hear this. So I'm like, oh, I totally resonate with all of this. This is what I agree with. This is what Nick and I are saying. Like, we're ready to step into what's next. It's going to be holy. It's going to be beautiful. I'm ready to agree with this identity. Now I'm finally talking to my women about holiness and righteousness and sanctification and agreeing with who God's made us to be. And I'm ready and I'm here and I'm stepping into it. And Erwin ends the sermon and he says, some of you are more willing to burn down your current life than you are to step into what's next. And I thought, wow. Oh, that's me. Every sin I currently struggle with is a, is a fear based reaction to what's next. It's, it's me saying like, I'd rather, and this is especially for your women. I'd rather like eat another piece of cake I'd rather have more one drink, one more drink. I'd rather watch Netflix too much. I'd rather even gossip than step into like who I know he's made me to be because I'm scared. Woo! Come on. So this is stuff I've never even like said with my yeah. mouth and I'm hearing him say it to me and yeah. I turn the sermon off and I go to Nick and I say yeah. like, oh, Oh, it's like the first time I've put it this way. Yeah. I'm really scared of what's next. Yeah. I'm really scared to like yeah. just agree with who he's made me to be. And Nick's like, oh, I, I, I would have never thought you felt that way. Tell me what you're scared of. Yeah. And I was like, I'm scared it's going to be hard. Yeah. I'm scared it's going to take work. I'm mm. scared. And he was like, babe, you're the hardest worker I know. You're writing all the books. I'm like, that's not hard work. Mm. I'm scared it's going to be real hard. What like, then? What's go hard? Talk to your neighbor. Okay. Like, like I'm right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna like start a play group with the moms at my kid's school, mm-hmm. and I don't really know how to talk to them. Mm-hmm. Because it's easier for me to talk on Instagram or even mm-hmm. in a room with like 200 believing women. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm scared it's gonna take like really like not getting to tell people what I think because like sometimes leaders have to keep that to themselves. Yeah. You know? Yeah. I, you know, like 
And I'm like, it's that kind of hard. And he was like, oh, it, it is going to be that kind of hard. Huh. And he was like, now that you're <laughs> describing it, I, he was like, I, I see you're right. And I do see the flow that way. But I'm like, so that's where like, I'm still at with it. Like, yeah. oh, I've, I've started to really process like what it looks like for me to bring my holy self to the table. But there are still days and moments where I am more willing to burn down the very good gifts God's given me right here mm. than to step into what's next. Because I'm just scared. Okay, let's list out. Because I know my listener right now, all the women are going, yeah, that's me, that's me. What are the things you do to burn down? Yeah, mine are probably, you know, all your girls, so I would assume. I mean, my my number one is always food. Like it's, okay. you know, I, so here's my, here's my plug back for, for Revelation Wellness. Everything Elisa ever does literally <laughs> changed my life. God used mm-hmm. it to set me free from like food addictions, body insecurity. Mm-hmm. I live free. I feel free, yeah. but it's still my number one. Yeah. Like he can just say like, just yeah. eat the cake. Yeah. Yeah. And, it, and I've now been able to put a picture to it of like, no, I'm not going to burn my house down. Come on. You know, and sometimes I'm going to get yeah. victory. But yes. most of the time. That's right. It's burning the house down. That's right. You know, most of the time it's like, it's just easier for me to wear this like, Flesh skin than to say like I'm not made of flesh. I'm not. I'm not. I'm made of glory. I'm yeah. not made of flesh. Yeah. Like come on. I'm not trying to burn this down. Like I'm come made on. of glory. I'm. I'm like a daughter. I'm. I'm like a freaking warrior princess. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um. It's just easy, but it would just be easier to be flesh. You know, to say like, oh, this is who I am. Um. Yeah. So that's my number one. I think my mouth is like honestly just my like, like maybe fights for my number one. Like you. everything is permissible and everything is available for me to say. And I feel like for me, the next level of leadership is Lord is like, but what, what do you want to say? Like it, I've I've had this awareness lately that basically like all of life is what we say. Mm. Um, And so started like talking to the Lord about it and him showing me like at the end of the day, when you think about what you've done, you actually think about what you've said. Like you don't, I don't, I don't build houses, you know, I don't, I don't like care for babies. I don't like build cars. What I do is words. So he's like, when you think about the end of the day, what you did, you, you're thinking about conversations you had, you're thinking about words you've written, you're thinking about that, like you're thinking about what you've built with your words. And so like, you're free to say whatever you want to say, but like, what do you want to talk about? Literally, I've just started having this conversation with my friends where I say like, Let's make a list of things we actually want to talk about and let's talk about those things. God, that's good. But like, let's don't like meander anymore. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. I don't know. You know, think about somebody you really love and respect. I, I like love Bobby Houston. Like, uh-huh. I, I just love stupid Bobby Houston. She's she's amazing. <laughs> and I'm like, I just think all the time, like, you think Bobby Houston is talking about somebody that offended her? <laughs> No, she's not. Yeah. yeah. She's not talking about that. Yeah. She's talking about like how she wants to help Syria. Yeah. You know? Come on now. Yeah. She's she's talking about her grandkids and she's talking about like where beauty and glory intersect. And she's she's not talking about like somebody who side-eyed her. Mm-hmm. And she's not talking about like that person who let her down. She just doesn't have time for that. Mm-hmm. So I feel like even more so the Lord's like, okay, I'm glad you're thinking about Bobby Houston. Now think about Jesus. And, <laughs> you. and like, what do you think he's thinking about? He's not thinking about or talking about the things you're talking about. So that's my, like, I just feel like this heavy, heavy conviction and awareness right now about Good. like, am I going to like set fire in the best way? Or am I just like trying to burn this thing down with mm. what I say? And so, so I think those are my two biggest ones. And how do you learn, give people, because people, this is a common question people ask me a lot, because they're trying to create new behaviors, new habits. They're aware mm-hmm. that they do the thing that they don't want to do. So what, what's been the intersection for you, if anything you've learned? Well, I, I would love to hear your wisdom about this too. Yeah. I, I feel like the, the newest, most helpful tool for me, it's not new at all. It's just repentance. Like mm. I think that a behavior modification, the tool tool for me in the past has been talking to other people about how I want to change and like literally just feeling this new, fresh fire and when to just tell the Lord, I'm sorry. Like, mm. oh, I'm sorry. 
And that, and that's what a lot of dance stand around is about. Like, right. When we really experience grace, like that's what really changed. And so how yeah. do we experience grace? Well, we really tell God, like, what well, we, we just get honest about what we did and what yes. we help with. And yes. so yes. I'm like, it's been my biggest one. Just saying like, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. And when you say that to the Lord and you like, when actual Jesus gets with you, he doesn't say like, I know. Yeah. I've been meaning to talk to you. He's yeah. like, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I love you. And you feel it. And you're like, oh, he, he loves me. And Amen. also like doesn't want me to talk about that anymore. And so then you don't want to do it. Yeah. That's right. When you Jesus know? says, um, if you love me, you'll obey my commands. I, that always sticks with me because it's not, you know, if you love me, you'd really do better. It's not that. It's, hey, just love me. And it will come as a natural desire to want to do what I yeah. want to do, to say what I want to say, to think what I'm thinking. So then you feel the, you receive the grace, like you say in your book. We can only um, have the the joy of grace if we know the weight of our sin. Like the, yeah. but without the condemnation, like the fact. And and you kind of were saying you were to ask me, you know, when people are, how do I instill new habits? You're totally hitting it on the mark because it takes sobriety to be able to repent. You have to be able to be aware of this thought doesn't line up with what's this is burning my house down this isn't moving into new territory right right? so we have to be sober to that but prior to that i think you are there's a maturity to where you're at praise the lord because once upon a time there i think there's a lot of women and and men in this community that they're still becoming awake to it so it's hard to feel like you, they can't yeah. feel it right now. Then, and I think Jess, that might be part of. There's a little bit of why people don't feel the weight of it yet. Yet, I'm saying yet because I think this is the Holy Spirit is coming in a big wave. I believe it. I think because we're thirsting for it, we're hungering for it. But, but this like ability to um, be a feeling people, we're not feeling anymore. I mean, if we know like um, antidepressants and painkillers are on the rise like rise it's the highest drug now we're more um uh that we're seeing abuse of in the united states people don't know what to do with their feelings so it's a beautiful thing that you're a feeler (laughs) like you said but Mm -hmm. sometimes it can maybe go in a direction that can burn your house down but at the same time i'm always telling people it's okay if you can't feel things right now like you're like I did it again okay hey at least you're aware that you did it again so then that's a lot of work of like encouraging people to have they there needs to be more truth to go into them the truth of God's word of what he says because they when we don't to not know truth is then um you know it's that I feel like that's kind of for me kind of the where I'm at right now with this desire for holiness it's that willing to hear the truth amen because we have yes. a, we have a church that says God is love. Yes, he is love, but it's his truth that sets me free, not his love. His love does not set me free. His truth sets me free, but truth requires right. a scalpel. It pierces, it hurts. So for anyone, you know that's why we encourage one another. That's why I asked you that honest question. I knew I could get you honest and vulnerable because when you can share your honest truth of how it hurts and cuts against you, it makes someone else brave enough to go, okay, I think I can, I can get under the knife. I can stay on the altar, yeah. you know, and feel that. And it's better. Amen. And like, it's, it's just better. I think that's the one thing I, I think when you, when we went into this, you started to ask me like, maybe I think you were going to ask me like, what do you, what do you want people to know or something like that? And that's a question I feel like I get a lot about like, what do you, what do you most want people to know about dance stand run or like, what do you hope it shifts? And I would say like, um, I, I preached around the time the book came out and maybe like two or three days before the book came out and I was at a, like a large conference. I, and I saw was just, it. I watched it on Instagram story. It. Yes. It was amazing. Okay. So. I, w- I woke up one morning and I was like, I don't want to do this. God, mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't talk about this. Mm-hmm. And I felt like he said, like, are you, t- are you telling them and are you remembering that it's better? Yes. Like, this isn't that. a hard word. That's, it's not a heavy burden I'm not going to carry with them. Like 
it's better. It's better. It's better. Come on. And if you heard it, I related it to hiking. Like, you know, you know yes. how I am with the sports. Like I'm not, I, I like to run and that's it. But I also like to hike, which is very strange for me. Um, and I, I just love to hike. And obviously I'm, you know, all I want to do is go to the Great Canyon. With I'm you. waiting. But I'm waiting, by the way. I listen, have, I have I it roped so... off. There are two tickets roped off with red to? velvet oh, gosh, around it. To hear. That's all I needed to hear. Now there's pressure. I mean, my husband is in. He's like trying to find like where can I find like there. We can't even find parking decks. Elevation. Six flights of stairs. We're gonna we're gonna find some elevation. Okay. And we're gonna be like up and down the sand dunes. Yes, you are. And it's possible. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Well, I I I was hiking one day this summer and just like like felt this like fullness of like. This is it. This yeah. is it. No one else gets to see it. Like you literally can't, yeah. you can't, t- yeah. t- you can't take a picture and tell and show yeah. someone how, gr- how great a hike was. Come on. They can't feel the sun on the face and the wind in their back. I said, when I'm going to sun on their face and nobody else can feel that. A picture can't feel that. And it actually feels better that you're sore. Yes. Like it feels better. You, you prefer to sore. Come on. You want you want to have worked for it, and it feel it's like no one will ever know how this feels. Admission is that times a million. Like Woo. life in Christ is that time times a million. It's like it's oh, actually so for our good. It was actually His idea. Yeah. It's not. It's not a behavior modification plan. It's yes. not a life ritual. It's like it's better for us. It's better for us. It's better for us. Acts three nineteen says that like refreshment comes from repentance like it's it's where we like feel better you know and so yeah I think that's mostly like like I I do I'm so thankful that God like prepared me for this season I'm so thankful that he he and I have like gotten alone and I've said like hey this is a good book I'm I just tell him like it's a good book I'm really thankful you let me be a part of it you know that I like made it through that was all you um, thanks for like calling me to this and, and I pray it like catches fire as it needs to. I yes. don't care about like book sales wise or whatever, but I pray that like women find it as they need to. And, um, and mostly I pray that like three years from now, 10 years from now, 15 years from now, we're just not like scrunching up our foreheads when we talk about holiness. Yeah. That like it does the spiritual work that our generation needs that we don't mm-hmm. say like, and this was a, that was a hard topic to write about, you know, like mm-hmm. I, I say all the time, I hope more women write on it. I hope five books come out about holiness in the I'm next in. year. Like I'm in, I, I hope we start talking about it. I know you're already saying <laughs> that. And I love that you, I love that you made the connection with people like holiness is wholeness Mm. it's the same thing and Mm -hmm. like um so yeah I just um I hope it I hope we just stop like just like crinkling our brows at it and start saying like it's good it's better for us okay so it's better for us where do you think where do you think it goes wrong in our thinking about holiness I think everybody's different. So I think our our thing that is keeping us from it is all different. I think for some people it's like massive eternal FOMO. Like they're going <laughs> to miss out on humanity or something. Like, oh, I'm just going to miss out on all this fun. Um, I think some of it That's is good. like damage the church has legitimately done. Like we we've, we've done that, yeah, right? Absolutely. We've said like we just need to be pious and boring, right? We've right. like um, – yeah, that it that it should be serious. I'm I'm oh gosh, I'm I am like pissed at the devil right now yeah. about like this stupid like like smart, tidy, quiet women getting yeah. more like I'm not, I'm just not I'm so mad about it and I'm like you're you're done with this. Like yeah. I'm done. Yeah. Just like with this sense that like godly women need to be like very tidy and like mournful yeah and yeah 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 it's bad for everybody it's bad for everybody and you know it's bad for everybody it's bad for those women who are like fitting that mold right now because they're depressed and they're sad and they don't feel vibrant and they're not dancing and like they're not experiencing the fullness of his glory yeah. and victory. They've forgotten about victory. And I say a with so much authority because I've been them. So I've been them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've believed the lie that like life has to be very gray and dull, dull and 
um, colorless for it to be holy. And so I just, I'm sad for them, but I'm sad for the women. I'm mad for the women that they're like preaching that against and Mm -hmm. the women that they're discounting. And Mm -hmm. I'm mad at the enemy about the women who are like falling in the chasm in between who are saying, I'm not this and I'm not that. And Mm. so I'm none of this. Oh, I'm I'm out. Like when, when is all of it. when isn't it when that's exactly where we're called to be I'm not this I'm not that right. I have no home there's no place that I really fit a mold or a there's it's at I don't know if you've read a little bit of um Brene Brown's Braving the Wilderness at all mm-hmm. right it's yeah. it's that I belong to everybody and nobody I <laughs> Everybody and nobody. And it's the grace and truth. Like this is this is also like a number one question I get asked. Like, okay, so how do we balance grace and truth? Like that's what the whole book's about, right? Like holiness and grace. Like how do we handle yeah. them both? And um, I was speaking at a conference a few weeks ago and the, the, the theme of the conference was on balance, which is just a joke. Like you should just never come have me speak at a conference about balance. Like <laughs> I do not live a balanced life. So good. And True. Jesus didn't either. So Amen. I'm like kind of down with it. <laughs> but they're having me speak on balance and one of the speakers literally pulls out this like kind of tidy like homeschool balance thing where she's like whatever. She's talking about like a little bit here, a little bit here. And there's scriptural stuff to that and it's real. Like we should live a balanced life, right? We shouldn't, you know, I get it. It's cool. Okay. We should be healthy. But I don't get me started. But <laughs> I was like, if you want to know what balancing grace and truth looks like, I think the whole church is either saying like, I'm a grace girl. Yeah. I'm a, we're grace people. God yeah. is love. He's this, Jesus was this pacifist who just like, yeah. you know, came to love each other and blah, 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 and said it all right. Or they're saying like, I'm a truth girl. And like, no, he turned over tables and he was tough and he said hard things and he said these people were holy and these people weren't. And I just looked at the stupid scale and I was like, let me tell you what this looks like. There's a boulder that has crushed the grace side. Yeah. And there is a boulder that has crushed. The scale is done. It's yeah. done. Come on. There is more grace than we could ever fathom. Yeah. And there's more truth than we could ever fathom. Amen. And like, you you cannot pick a side because he did not pick a side. That's he right. He was all grace. He yes. took it too far. Yes. He was all truth. He took it too far. Yes. You know, he he said to the men accusing the adulterous woman, like, what, which of you are going to judge her? Because yeah. I'm not going to. Yeah. Like, I, there's so much grace there. Like, I am the only one who gets to tell her she's wrong. And I'm still not going to do it. But Ooh. then he looks up at her and says, like, go and sin, sin no, no more. more. Stop it. Yeah. Don't yeah. do that no more. Like, yeah. Just go. Like, he is so full of both. Amen. And so I'm just mad about all the – I'm mad about the people who are living this, like, very dull life that is full of truth and missing out on grace and missing out on victory and missing out on dancing. I'm mad at the enemy for them. I'm mad at the women who, like, don't get to know the joy of uh-huh. repentance and uh-huh. refreshment and the word. Uh-huh. And they believe this lie from the uh-huh. enemy that it's like staunchy and hard and uh-huh. whatever. And I'm mad about the women who just walked away and said like, you guys got to figure that out because it's not working. Woo! So I'm just, I'm like, good luck saying, I feel bad for you. I feel bad for you. Yeah. bad for you. So then, I wish you could repent. Do you feel like this is your your mission i mean what is what your part of the book is dance in grace stand on holiness and then run on mission do you feel like that this is that i was going to ask you and what's this next place where because first of all i want to say i think it's so beautiful that your first book would be wild and free and then boom the book the next one would come to holiness because they are the same grace and truth they are they are symbiotic. The they work in synergy together. Like that is the Lord was good to you to not let you do the next filter right. book or another, which would be great. Was going to be even, it would be great, but it, right. It, it, he was very kind to me. Um, you know, I, I told you, I just came from counseling. So this book legit sent me back to counseling. Like we got to, <laughs> I have got to talk some stuff out and pretty much all I've talked about for the last six you know, three, not six months of so three months has been like this book, this season, yeah. how it feels, what yeah. it's been like. Yeah. Um, and my counselor and I were talking maybe two or three weeks ago and <laughs> I love her and she loves the Lord. And she was like, Hey, I, are you feeling like the dance stand run season is done? And I was like, I am, I'm feeling like for me, the yelling is like very done. 
And here's what I mean by that. I still have to go on book tour. We have like four more book tour trips left. Um, and so I'm not done, right? I'm still going to keep talking about the book. I'm still going to keep talking about it publicly. But I think for me, the the phase of Dance Stand Run that I'm moving into is like very ground war. Like I want to talk to women in my church about it. Yeah. And I want to fight like crazy for yeah. the like one woman. Um, but I think for me, this the season of yelling about it is like coming to an end. And that's for like a million different reasons, mainly like my own heart. Yeah. Like I just, I like, it just felt so different and, and it just, it felt so different. If I could talk about wild and free every day for the rest of my life. And I think sometimes I think like maybe in three years, will we repackage the book and like put it out again? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. maybe in five years, maybe in 10 years, I think now is kind of the ground war. And I think just like really honestly and strategically and like, being vulnerable, my next book is going to have to be a little bit lighter. Cause like mm-hmm. it just, it was a hard one on my heart and it was hard on my family. And it was, and again, like every time we leave a book tour, I just kind of like, I have to like, I, I would be so curious to know how you like put yourself back together after you go on the road, after like a, a revelation wellness experience or even like, I mean, I'm just like having, it's taken a lot to like put me back together. And I'll yeah. tell my team, like, I can't wait till I don't have to yell. Yeah. Well, do you feel, do you feel, but do you, do you feel like, where does the need or do you feel like you have to yell come from? Yeah, I don't know. Cause every time I get up to teach, I'm like, don't yell, don't yell. (laughs) (laughs) My most recent book tour event, I told my team, I was like, I'm going to sit down. I've decided like, I'm going to Yeah, maybe that'll help the posture. Yeah. No. No, it's just something about the message. I was yeah. like, God bless. I, I get hope it. people. I hope people who are listening to this right now, some are from Iowa. We were in Iowa and told my team, I was like, it's Iowa. It's a little bit more of a gentler night. We don't have as many people coming. Um, I'm going to go in like, um, gentle. I'm going to sit down. I'm going to, I'm going to just speak to some of their fears and I'm just going to use scripture to like answer some of their fears. I'm there like 30 minutes and I hope some people from Iowa are listening in Jesus name. Yeah, they are. Um, and I noticed that as I walk in, everyone's apologizing about Iowa. Like all the women are like, we're sorry you're here in Iowa. Oh, and I'm so like, you... Are you apologizing for your state? <laughs> oh, so no. Like, oh, <laughs> Two minutes, and I was like, "Women of Iowa, <laughs> do you think Jesus is here? Because I didn't come for corn. I came for Jesus. <laughs> like, do you think he's here? Do you think he's mighty? Do you think he might want to bring revival? Like, literally, so mad. Like, is the grace of God not enough in Iowa? Is His holiness just not gonna be enough for you? Like, literally, I can't help it. And they're all, they start laughing. I'm like, don't You're trying, you are standing one woman trying to shift an entire culture. <laughs> I can do an this. entire state. Yes. And I get off stage and my team's like, so the sitting, you, did, you didn't really sit. I was like, I did it. I did it. <laughs> oh my gosh, Jess, I love you. Okay. So, so maybe, think, so you're just, you know what? You, you just need some, I think, yeah, you just need to see. It's so true. You can't, I mean. John the Baptist, he was one who proclaimed, he shouted, he was yeah. the message bringer, a message ringer, um, but he also was in the desert with some quiet <laughs> before, you know, there was a get loud and a withdrawal place. He was preparing the way of the Lord. Yeah. So, and you know, you're, you know, you're feeling the feels when I think like, and he got to go to jail. <laughs> I'd like a check, please. <laughs> Sometimes I think everybody would be better off if I went to jail for a day, you know? So then I'm like, okay, that's not true. That's not true. I'm sorry, God. I don't want to go to jail. I'm so thankful I'm not in jail. Thank yeah. you. But maybe I need to, I need to stop yelling for a minute. So no, I, it, I just feel like it's a different season and I feel like I'm, I'm ready to like go for the ground war of Dave Sandrun and, and just see what happens. And like, yeah. maybe honestly just beg God to let some other women yell for a minute. Like I'm, I know you feel that too. Like yeah. Yeah. when there, when, when women will pick up the torch, I just am like, it, it, it feels like best case scenario, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, when mm-hmm. other women will yell about it too. So you can say like, right, what she said, Amen. maybe I'll listen to her too. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I hear you. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Girl, 
I had a million questions to ask you, but I knew like we're just going to talk. It was better than any question I could ask you. And I don't want to keep you all day, although I could. So I'll just plan on seeing you at Rim to Him 2018. Yeah, for real though. But for real. Okay, really? You still have spots for me? I do. I sent you a text. Okay. Um, I'll text you. I know. I'll follow up. Okay. I, I'm, I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming. I'm okay. saying it on the podcast. Okay. There it is, everyone. We'll let you know. You heard it here. All right. So um, everyone, you can get this book <clears throat> anywhere. Barnes Nobles, Amazon. <clears throat> Does it have a website? DanStanRun.com? Yeah, okay. I'll it. put everything in the show notes. Follow Jess on Instagram. And is that still your favorite place to be? Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. Not on Periscope. I like the pictures. Paris- no. Remember our Periscope, Periscope days? Remember? No, but yeah. I just remember like <laughs> flash in the pan. No, Facebook Periscope. came and you know changed the game. So as it always does. Yeah. Um, yeah. Jess, would you pray for our um, our listeners yeah. and especially? in this torch that you're carrying maybe just light theirs you know what i mean like let someone Mm -hmm. else carry this for a while too yeah yeah father thank you for elisa thank you for this team i just thank you for this ministry for yeah just just a wave set through our nation and the world that says our bodies and our minds and our spirits and our souls are connected and um, we will not be put to sleep any longer and we will yeah. not believe that they're different things. We yeah. will believe that um, we're whole people and we will believe that we're holy people too. And so, yeah, in Jesus name, I just pray for anyone who um, has been burning their house down yeah. um, to keep from moving into who you've made them to be. And I pray just belief and boldness yeah. and feeling yeah. and yes faith over them in Jesus name we just grab heaven and pull it down and say it's here right now where they're listening Mm -hmm. Um, you're here right now where they're listening Holy Spirit would you be louder and clearer than any podcast ever could be Um, would you just rise up in them just um, some belief in you and not in themselves but belief in you to 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 set fire in the right way um, to just behaviors or beliefs or anything that they've done or have been doing to partner with um, a lie. And I yeah. would say the same for myself in Jesus' name. Yes. Just make me so uncomfortable every time I start to believe um, anything that that horrible enemy of my soul says about me and more than I believe you. We love yeah. you. We thank yeah. you for this ministry. We pray that, pray that you would multiply it and increase it mm. and bring even more ears and even more hands and even more feet and even more mm. mouths specifically mm-hmm. to this message. Yes. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Gosh. That's just... I love you. I love you. I love you. I'm so proud again. Also, um, I'm like... <laughs>